Lifetime Brands celebrating its 30th anniversary as a publicly traded company and coming off one of its best years in the history. The shares are up over 170% over the last 52 weeks. Let's bring in the CEO, joining us Chief Executive Officer Rob Kay from Lifetime Brands. Rob, good to have you here and uh, happy 30th anniversary. You guys have been around for a long time. How did the last year differ from anything you saw in the past? Yeah, thanks, Oliver. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, the last year was quite an interesting year. You know, in March, uh, at one point, we had lost every single order and we were busy scrambling to shut things down. Uh, by May, we were scrambling to meet demand. So there were a lot of fluctuations, of course, in the interim. We went uh, into a distributed work environment, work from home, except obviously our distribution centers. So uh, COVID definitely gave us some tailwinds, but we had uh, relaunched the company in 2018 when I became CEO. And we put in a new strategy that even before COVID, for the last seven quarters, as you've seen, uh, we've produced very solid growth in our core business. And now we've turned around Europe, which is helping contribute to the strong growth that uh, we're, we saw in the first quarter of this year. And what is that core business now when we think about lifetime brands? A lot of folks will recognize uh, Farmerware. They'll recognize some of the kitchen brands, but the acquisition uh, of filament, right, that really kind of expanded the consumer goods suite of products. What right now derives most of the top line for those that aren't familiar with the company? So uh, we're a consumer durables business. We make stuff for the home, things you use in the kitchen, the bath, and entertaining. As you mentioned, Farberware. We started as a cutlery company, so kitchen knives, Farberware and Sabatier, our rabbit wine accessories just came with the filament acquisition, which point of information, I came with the filament acquisition in 2018. Uh, Taylor, the leader in scales and measurement, both on the consumer side and in uh, commercial food service. Uh, so it's mostly over 80% of our sales are branded, uh, well-known brands with the consumer, Macasa and False Graph uh, on the tabletop side. Uh, we're not only big in dinnerware, but the largest player in flatware. So your forks and spoons and knives that you use at home. Now, looking at the growth, uh, top line growth that you did last year and thinking about people's lives at home, the big question investors are all asking about every stock, basically. Everybody's going through all the list of companies they own right now saying, all right, was this a COVID play or is it a recovery play? Is it something both? Is it a unique business on its own? How do you view the business as living up to the tailwinds that you did get during this period of life at home and the necessary things people needed to said, oh, you know what? I needed actually a new set of steak knives. I needed a pan or I needed this because I'm stuck here. No, that's a great question. And as I mentioned, you know, we transformed the company. So we've been putting up strong growth numbers for seven consecutive quarters, uh, predates uh, the onset of COVID. Um, definitely COVID definitely gave us some uh, uh, tailwinds and more so allowing us to gain market share where size mattered and our ability to drop ship helped us gain significant share in the omni-channel uh, uh, portion of the business with the, the major retailers. Um, but we've also launched a bunch, a bunch of initiatives, including a dramatic investment in international where our brands have a right to win and we put that cost infrastructure in place. Uh, food service, which we knew from the filament side of the business, we launched, it took us a year and a half to develop the right product lines, but we have a right to win there. And we're going after a $2.3 billion addressable market. We think there's easily a $100 million uh, new revenue opportunity for us there. Hmm. So there's a lot of investments that we've been making that we think 
will uh, more than continue the momentum that we've been demonstrating over the last two years. What about with the cash and the bump that you've seen through that uh, revenue growth over the past year? I look at cash from operations, free cash flow. I mean, these are metrics that look like they're at least double from just a couple years ago from uh, in 2018. Is that going to make its way down through uh, dividends, buybacks? So walk me through what you want to do with that cash that's flowing through the company. Yeah, look, I mean, we make products that people use every day. Their basic product, the average ticket of what we sell is $10. So the cash profile of the company is very, very strong. It's an asset light model, right? There's not, you know, big capital needs in terms of outlays, maybe six to $8 million maximum in a given year. So we generate a lot of cash. When we put the companies together, it was a, a merger. No one took cash off the table, but it was an LBO and a private company that was a little under the radar and had a fair amount of debt. So we were over levered about six times, and we knew that. Um, so we generated, um, uh, we said we'd get to under three times, uh, and we said we'd get there in about four years. It took us about two and a half years to get there. And as of the end of the first quarter of 2001, uh, we were 2.4 times leveraged. So we've been using that cash. Uh, to uh, delever the company. Uh, we have a lot of dry powder on the balance sheet. Uh, we've looked at acquisitions, but we've been very disciplined, so we haven't used cash for that at this point in time. Uh, just for the core part of the business uh, within that consumer durables, are there obvious other uh, mergers, acquisitions, are there product lines that you think you need, or do you have a big enough suite that just proved itself during this period as having very high demand uh, and brand power? I think we have a great stable of brands. When I became CEO, we did do, uh, we changed the way we managed the business. We looked at where we should invest and therefore disinvest as well. So there was portfolio alignment and we're very comfortable today now with the portfolio of brands we have. But we recently made a small acquisition of a digitally native brand in the dinnerware side, which is really targeted to Gen Z. We didn't serve them well. So we can always expand. Hmm. Uh, we can expand product categories. Uh, we are now investing heavily on organic, so we recently just launched into pet, barbecue, storage, and organizations, big growth opportunities. Those are areas we can also acquire uh, in terms of speed to market. Um, Europe, uh, where we've turned around that operation, there's some opp opportunities, and we are looking, it just so happens that with the valuations, we haven't found something uh, that has met our criteria. We, we've maintained discipline. Rob, great stuff. Love the details. Really helpful look at the company. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Rob Kay. He's the Chief Executive Officer at Lifetime Brands. L-Cut, L-C-U-T is the ticker, by the way.